Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Omarensi. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else in between. Throwing it down. The Monday night uh, meltdown. George Kurtz from Sports Grid going to step up and in and uh, join us in a couple of moments' time. We've got Drew Martin Betts from Sports Memo a little bit later on. Listen, not a lot of people know about uh, college football as much as Drew Martin does. Uh, this kid, he loves, he loves college football. He eats it up. He went to Auburn. Uh, Drew Drew Martin, that's just like his thing. He's a big, big college football guy. So you know what? Uh, we got to speak to Drew Martin. Uh, big Drew Martin fans. So Drew Martin will step up in it. George Kurtz will throw it down. And uh, we'll run the gauntlet with George. George can talk about any sport except the NBA or college basketball. <laughs> I mean, other than that, though, he's good. Other than that, you know, NFL, we're good. Uh, you know, we've got NHL news. We haven't talked about this NHL stuff coming back, and I want to get to that, actually. As well, we've been so football, 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 football. And why wouldn't we be? As there's chaos and carnage in the football world right now. All right? So the Pittsburgh Steelers, they blow. All right? Ben Roethlisberger, uh, Ben Roethlisberger is aging overnight. You know, like how boxers, like, age in between rounds sometimes? Like, like seriously. You know, like, Brett Favre has more zip on a football in a Wrangler's jeans commercial than Ben does on an NFL football field. Like, honestly, we can roll, like, Brett Favre out of retirement, all pilled up and stuff, all drunk and flashing his package to the chicks on the sidelines. Yeah, he'll he'll put up he'll put up more than buck seventy. I, I don't know how the hell the Pittsburgh Steelers managed to lose to a football team whose quarterback threw for 89 yards. Like, and... Like, you know, yeah, Ben Roethlisberger sucks and he can't throw the ball further than two yards. Uh, we know that. What I don't understand is, if we know that, how come the, the coordinators and the coaching staff for the Pittsburgh Steelers don't know this? You notice, like, they give the ball to Snell, he picks up six yards, and it's like, all right, it's second and four. Um, all right, you know what would be a good idea, actually? When it's second and four, let's throw a bomb. Uh, and then when it's third and four, let's get stuffed running the ball. Like, the play calling is terrible. It's absolutely terrible. And now, the AFC playoff picture is being reshuffled. The Buffalo Bills are now the two-seed. Because nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Let them in. Let them in. Let them in. Let Bills Mafia in the damn stadium, Cuomo. 
there's a pandemic going on out there. It's catchy. It's called The Winning Edge. And the only place you can get it is right here. Get on the grid and stay there. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. So many sports, so many memories, so many players, so many teams, so many great matchups, so many possibilities. Now, are you really going to pass all that up? This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. You want some of this, don't you? Yeah! Well, you need to know the winners, and I know the winners. So call me now. Whoa! $5 for the first minute, $2 for each additional minute. You have reached... The coaches hot line. Line. Yeah, lay it on me, coach. In the game of my MA mm-hmm. versus Sin. Cincinnati. Sin. Cincinnati. Not. Cincinnati. Come on, come on. Don't you realize this is costing me money? Late night anger management class. I am Gable Morenzi. Shout out to all of our affiliates, including the mightier 1090 SoCal. In the house, kick it with us, all 180 minutes, full court press. Um, So we got a lot of stuff uh, to get to, of course. The stunning Pittsburgh Steelers collapse continues, 27-17. I still can't wrap my head around the fact that you lose by double digits to a team whose quarterback threw for 89 yards, man. It's one of our few wins of the night. We should have hammered that. We should have hammered that prop. Uh, Ryan Finley under 187 and a half passing yards. Uh, this evening, and we did hit Snell over rushing yards. We did hit Snell to score a touchdown, and I hit another uh, prop that I forget. Um, I hit another one that I forget, but we lost. Um, we said that Ryan Finley would not throw a touchdown. That that that, that I was wrong. Um, that wasn't good. I said that Ben Roethlisberger would not throw an interception. That was this probably the stupidest bet that I made all year. Um, you know, we've got uh, we've got other big news here. Uh, they announced the Pro Bowl uh, roster. Oh, wait, that's right. I don't care about that because I'm not an agent that's getting a cut or a player that gets a bonus. You ever notice like players always never talk to the media and they hate the media, uh, but then they bitch that the media, you know, didn't give them respect. <laughs> that's the best. Except the Pro Bowl is actually voted on by the players. Um, all right, let's bring in uh, George Kurtz uh, right now. We should have George Kurt should have a vote for the Pro Bowl. You take it seriously. What's going on, George? 
You notice when you ask that question, how are you, what's going on, you always expect the other person to say, oh, I'm good, how are you? We know Gabe, I'm not so good. All right, last night, that, that didn't go well for me, that Cleveland Giant game. Uh, if not the Cam talking me into a late in-game live bet, we took the Giants plus 16 and a half, I get crushed last night. I hit some of the same props you did tonight, but I lost more than I hit. So tonight wasn't good. And then right before the show, I got to go outside in the snow, in the cold, and pick up dog poo. And then right just now, my, my daughter comes down and tells me, my daughter at 1 o'clock in the morning tells me, oh, Dad, I need you to drive me to school tomorrow because I got to be there at 7.15. There's no bus. So now I got to wake up in like five hours. So I've had better days and better nights. How are you? Wow. Yeah, not good, George. Not good. Uh, I, I say same thing. You know what? I built my account up. You know, it took me like a week to do it with like nice money management and good picks. Took about like 18 hours to destroy it. I built it up once again, only to have it destroyed once again, beaten down. And uh, all I can console myself with here is really, this is what my life has come to. I'm enjoying a nice, uh, nice glass of Pepsi. Nice glass of Pepsi here. And uh, that that's about it. But I got to tell you, I wish there was something in this Pepsi besides Pepsi, something a little bit stronger. And I was actually thinking of you, George. And no, listen, I got my ass handed to me. Don't worry. I won a couple of props. I lost a lot of plays, bro. All right. I had the Steelers in the in the first quarter. I had the Steelers minus the points. I had the Steelers on a teaser like an idiot. And what's crazy is the props would have evened out and I would have just lost a bit. But no, I couldn't accept it. And I thought Pittsburgh were going to come back and win. So I put like way too much on Pittsburgh to come back and win, even though I know they suck. You know what I mean? That's the worst. Like when you bet on a team that you know it sucks. But the thing is, George, I even blame myself. I blame the NFL for this crap. Like why do they give us these games? Like didn't you know going in last night you were going to get screwed on a Browns-Giants game? Like I knew tonight. I said before the game, I hate this game. I know I'm going to get screwed somehow in this game and – you know, I didn't see Cincinnati winning by double digits, though. It's not just the fact that they won. It's the fact that how they won. Pittsburgh looked horrific. I mean, just bad, terrible. I know they haven't been playing well, but I thought tonight would be a make-good game. You know, I figured the running game would hit. So I hit the, I hit Snell, and I hit Snell going the over as well because I, I figured they wanted to establish the run game tonight and that everything would fall into place. On the first quarter, they don't show up. I'm like, I don't panic. And I did the same thing as you. I bet the Steelers in the second half, too. I'm like, okay, they figured it out now. Now they'll take the game seriously. They'll win the game. Always thought they would win the game. And then they just, ugh, it, it was frustrating. Just one of those frustrating nights. And uh, I'm, I'm glad there's no NFL game for a couple of days now, even though I'll stew on this for a while. I actually forgot that I hit the snail over until you just mentioned it, by the way. So I guess I should feel a little bit better about that. But it wasn't a huge amount of money. But it's uh it's frustrating. We know the Steelers are bad. They haven't played well now in four to five weeks. But Cincinnati's terrible. I mean, Dallas laid 30 on them last week. I mean, I just can't believe what I saw tonight. I should have known as soon as Gio Bernard starts scoring touchdowns, and he's done nothing, Mixon went out. As soon as he started scoring a touchdown, I should, I should have went to bed. That's really what I should have done. I should have gone to sleep. Yeah, you know what? Sometimes there's those games where you wish you on a Sunday, you wish you just slept through the games. Um, I don't know. I'm still, I'm still in shock here, too, because I did the exact damn thing yesterday in which I was like, oh, the Rams will come back. The Rams will come back. And now again tonight. But this is why we got to play the games, right? This is why we play the games. You cannot assume anything uh, in sports, except in college football. They don't let them play the games. But 
you look at Ben Roethlisberger, this isn't getting better. Like, it's not a case where, like, I don't know. I think the only, honestly, the only thing that can get better for Ben Roethlisberger is if they sat him for two weeks. You know what I mean? Like, is his arm shot? Is he hurt? Like, you know, if he's, if his, if he's not hurt, if he's not, like, if there's not a secret thing, like, right now, behind the scenes where it's like, listen, he's got a broken head, man, right? Or, like, one of these type of deals and no one knows about it, then they've got real problems. Because and what I don't understand is, why don't they adapt, George? Like, they're, they're play calling. Like, they're, they're throwing the ball consistently, and they dig themselves these holes. Like, Snell was effective early, right? And the game wasn't getting away from them. Yet, they just consistently kept throwing the ball deep. He can't throw it deep. Like, dude, like every the first five passes in the game he threw, the Bengals nearly caught him more than he did. And I've been talking about this all year. And Jazz in our chat, and what up, uh, Jazz? In our chat, and shout out to people in our chat tuning in. And I mean, he's talking about Ben's going to get someone killed. I've been saying this all year, George. People talk about the Steeler wide receivers dropping passes. And yes, they do. They have. But they also get lit up and drilled all the time. And they're also worried about getting murdered when Ben sails balls over their head. So it's hard to catch passes when you're, you know, the, the ball gets there. So if, if the ball is accurate, it gets there slow. So when it gets there, there's instant impact all the time on the receiver. Or he throws it high over their head and they got to go up and get it and nearly get decapitated. Like, it really is dangerous for his wide receivers right now. And it's not effective in moving the football. They're screwed. Like, they won't even win a playoff game. No, right now, if the season ended today, they would play Indianapolis. Same team they're going to play this week. I agree with you. I don't, they can't beat anybody. Right? They just lost to Cincinnati. Who are you going to beat? I mean, really, there's seven playoff teams there. You're not beating KC. You're not beating Buffalo. You're not beating Tennessee. Maybe you can beat Miami because they don't score a lot of points. That team is just playing pretty well. I'm on board with you about Ben. I, my guess is this. I think the surgically repaired was an elbow slash shoulder. I don't think it's an injury, but I think it's hindering him. I think as the season's worn on, it's hindering. He's also 38 years old. He's up there. And I think a long season is just hindering him. I think you're right that two yeah. weeks would do him some good, but they're not going to give him that. Right? That's not going to happen. So I think they're stuck with him. Ben, has, ben is saying he does want to play next year, which leads me to believe that he's, it's not an injury. It's not a new injury. It's just the fact that he's 38, surgically repaired, uh, repaired arm. And this is what this is what it is. All they year owe long, they owe him like 40, 40, $41 million. So, yeah, so $41 million. They also owe him. Like, he's won two Super Bowls for him. You give him the swan song next year, but that means you draft a quarterback. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mason Rudolph's not the answer. Man. Like, you know, they got to they gotta figure something out, but there's going to be some quarterbacks on the market this year. More with George Kurtz on the other side. Get on the grid. This is Fortrade. Bring it. Look, you have a simple choice. Keep listening and get the winning edge. Or don't. And wish you had. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. 
I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So many sports, so many memories, so many players, so many teams, so many great matchups, so many possibilities. Now are you really going to pass all that up? This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Oh yeah, it's all set. They got the bug boy on. The bug boy? Yeah. The little fella's been riding his heart out. They're gonna break his maiden. Really? Yeah, but it's a little slow out there. It rained last night. Oh, this baby loves the slop. Loves it. Eats it up. Eats the slop. Born the slop. His father was a mutter. His father was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. His mother was a mutter. What did I just say? Late night anger management class. I am Renzi. Get on the grid. Shout out to all of our radio affiliates. So, uh, you know what? It really doesn't feel like Christmas in a couple of days. You know, I don't know. Look, listen, I'm on the West Coast, so I don't see snow or anything like that. Uh, it does rain a lot, and it's, you know, it's not tropical. <laughs> but at the same point in time, I don't see snow. But, George, we're just talking about it. I feel that frustration, man. You know what I mean? These stupid games. It's like, man, I just lost a chunk of money that I built up. I had a good day. I threw it away on a game I really didn't like. You're talking about it. There's snow in New York. It's cold. You've got to drive your kids to school early in the morning right now. It's the holidays, which is just a pile of steaming crap, I'm sure, uh, for you. There's a ton of stuff probably you don't want to do. And I was thinking, you're you're a straight, you're a pretty straight-laced guy too, right? Like, you don't, you don't have, you don't, like, even during the holidays, you don't drink wine. You don't like sit back and drink, you know, tequila or something like that one night. And uh, we know you're not smoking the chronic. So I actually wonder how you get through these days, George. <laughs> yeah, I've never, uh, I mean, the story behind the alcohol. My father was an alcoholic. That's why I don't drink alcohol. Uh, he yeah, I don't want to get personal, beer. but fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've, I've told the story before. My father was a Schmidt yeah. drinker. He wasn't an, uh, a liquor drinker. He was all Schmidt. Now, those little pint piles of Schmidt. <laughs> And he was, I mean, my father drove drunk every day of his life. He always had a, this is back when it wasn't a big thing in the 70s and 80s. He had a six pack of Schmitz in a cooler right next to him. No one thought anything of it. It wasn't a big <laughs> thing back then. Uh, he never got into an accident because my father drove. My father is like the guy, if he was driving on a, uh, you know, like a turnpike or something, if there was a chance that bicycle, a bicyclist would pass him. That's how slow he drove. So it didn't matter that he was drinking. He was so slow as hell. But he drank, he, he drove, drove even slower. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I never liked the alcohol. He gave me a sip when I was, like, 10, hated it. And, no, I've never done any uh, anything like that either. Just, uh, you know, the opportunity didn't pass me uh, all that much, and I was able to decline it when it did happen. But my vices are what you're drinking, Pepsi. I like my caffeine and sports. It's always been sports to me. Uh, if you want, by the way, if you want something, come on over. My wife came home about an hour ago from work, and she uh, had a little Christmas gift. Uh, 
don't know, what do they call that, Secret Santa. Someone gave her a bottle of vodka. We got that here, a nice bottle of wine. My wife oh, yeah, you said yeah, your party. wife, your wife's not, your, your, your wife doesn't uh, abstain, right? She'll pound the back. No, <laughs> no. She, yeah, she's oh, got no, all the kids to deal with. So she's like, oh, yeah. You know, I, I, you know. So you mentioned, you mentioned uh, Pepsi. You, 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 are you a Pepsi drinker? More so than Coca-Cola? Are you adamant about it or you don't care? Or you, you, you prefer Pepsi? I prefer Pepsi. I mean, uh, I'll drink Coke. I don't, it's not anything. But with the Coke, I have to have ice. Coke is very gassy. It's very uh, more. It's very gassy. Pepsi's sweeter, and uh, but yeah, I'll drink. Uh, Cam and I could definitely put Pepsi out of business if we put us together. Uh, I drink way too much of that, and I know that. My wife's always getting on me for that, but it's my only vice. Yeah, it's my only yeah, Cam, thing I do uh, that I I do poorly. Cam like crushes. Yeah, Cam like drinks a lot of Pepsi. Um, I actually prefer Coke, but I'll go back and forth. Like I'll mix it up. Like you know what I mean? I was like you know whatever. I felt like Pepsi uh, last time I was in the store. So I was like, oh, I'll grab I'll grab a couple of bottles of Pepsi. Um, but what what it's funny because people earlier saw me drink it to Pepsi and people were like, oh, Pepsi should send a check, right? And, uh, you know, it's great product placement, Marenzi. But the thing is, Pepsi ain't going to be sending anything besides a cease and desist letter. <laughs> Pepsi like, <laughs> yeah, like Pepsi... Pepsi wouldn't say, oh, you know, thanks for the free publicity. Companies like that are like, yeah, listen, don't uh, don't like tell people like you're associated with us or anything. Right. We don't want to be associated with a bunch of degenerate gamblers, although, you know what I mean? You know, not a lot of people drink soda anymore, so they probably should reach out to us. And I think it'd be a pretty good ad, actually, George, after a tough loss. And like they're even a sponsor of football, too. Right. So, like, you know what I mean? Like so you show you sitting on a couch. Son of a, you throw, you know what I mean? You throw your Steeler hat down and, you know, you're like, man, man, am I upset after that game. But at least I've got this Pepsi and then you crush a Pepsi. <laughs> yeah, you that know? makes me feel all the more better because I crushed a Pepsi and the caffeine went to my head. Yay. That's all I've got. That's what do you, what do you want from me? This is, you know what I'm saying? And you know, it's funny, George, I tried to be in a good mood. I lost a lot of money. The show's coming on. I'm like, ah, this is just great. This is just great. And I'm like, but, you know, somehow I'm not really all that bothered by it. It is what it is. <laughs> but then, you know, the show starts, man, we got flashing lights here and just, you know, weird stuff going on. And then it just starts to really kick in. Those stupid Pittsburgh Steelers and the anger, the anger. But on the plus side, and listen, I got to you know, try to look at the plus side of things here. We got to look at the plus side of things. I cannot believe it because I didn't really think it could happen. But the Buffalo Bills are the two seed right now. The Buffalo Bills are the two seed. And, you know, if they win out, they can hang on to this. They own the tiebreaker against against the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's amazing how things are falling into the place uh, right now for the Buffalo Bills, uh, George. And they're the real deal. Josh Allen's playing elite football right now. Their defense is coming together. McDermott's a great coach. They've got postseason experience right now and postseason disappointment to hang their hat on. You know, when they play a playoff game, they, you know, it's not the same as it was before. First, when they play, went to Jacksonville two years, three years, two, three years ago, that was their first playoff appearance in 20 years. They were a raw team. Tyrod Taylor was the quarterback. It was different. Last year, look, man, they were up big, man, early on Houston. They were looking good, and then they fell apart. So they've got that experience right now. 
Very dangerous team, the Buffalo Bills. Oh, I agree. I completely agree. Uh, I think they do hold on to the number two seed. I mean, come on. Pittsburgh going to catch them? Pittsburgh plays Indianapolis this week. I don't see them beating Indianapolis. And if the Bills take care of business next Monday night against New England, anybody see that being a problem for Buffalo? I don't. I don't care what the rivalry is. I think Buffalo takes care of business there as well. Well, that's over then. All right, Buffalo could the number two seed. They can rest players in the week 17 if they so choose here. My only worry about Buffalo, and this is a small worry, it would be, okay, Josh Allen has done some weird things in the playoffs, right? He's done, you know, yep. little immature things. Can he get past yep. that? I think, I yes. think he can, but I'm, I need to see it first. And my other worry, and that's what's even probably a lesser worry now, is the defense. The defense looks good again. If that defense is going to play anywhere near like they were last year, I'm looking forward to a Buffalo-KC championship game. I think it'll be a really good game. I think Buffalo can stick with KC offensively because Josh Allen is sort of just like Mahomes. He just has to prove it, right? He just has to prove it in a big game. He's sort of just like yeah. him. He runs around the pocket. He can do different things. He's played great this year. And for me, it's just all about that defense. If that defense is going to be Buffalo of last year, uh, you can convince me that, that they could be the favorite against the city. I don't care where they're playing. That could be a hell of a game. Uh, it really could be. So let me ask you, as a New Yorker, and I brought this up earlier, you know, there's a big double standard, right? And you know this. And I know you're not a big political guy, but at the same point in time, you know, it's kind of strange, isn't it? Like that within the same state, there's different rules in which you can bet on sports in western New York. You can bet on sports in the Buffalo area. You can bet on sports in the Albany area and Senate, you know, and all these places. Yet you can't in New York City. And, you know, we've seen Cuomo pander to Western New York in the past, right? So, and, you know, he's invested money in Western New York and Buffalo and the Syracuse area, et cetera. Um, But let me ask you, like, the Buffalo Bills, this is big. It's big to the people in the community. Like, the Bills are the community there, all right? And COVID is not as rampant in that area as it is in New York City. It's 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 not as dense. You know what I mean? There's not as many people. New York does it, you know, because of the tourists and international. And there's a lot of different reasons why New York was one of the epicenters. But Buffalo is not. And Western New York is not. You know, would you be upset as someone that lives in Long Island if Cuomo said, listen, we're allowing, even though indoor dining is shut down in New York City, um, we're allowing 20,000 fans at the Bills game because they should. The Bills are going to host playoff games, and it's ridiculous that they can't allow a limited amount of fans in here, bro. It's getting ridiculous. Cuomo's got to change this, and they got to put pressure on him to do it. Would I be upset? No. No, I think this could be done. I think it could be done correctly. I don't know if 20,000 is the number. Maybe it's 15,000, 18,000, whatever the number might be to separate people and make it safe. Other states are doing it, and we've, we haven't heard from any other state where there's been a breakout related to a game. Wait, oh, oh my God, because they, everybody went to the Dallas Cowboy game, we had, you know, all this, this massive breakout. That's true. We've heard at parties, we've heard at, you know, weddings and stuff like that, but we have not heard anything about a sports game. Nothing. So unless you're going to tell me there's a conspiracy theory and they're covering it up, which I'm not going to buy, then yes, I think it could be done. Because it's it a stadium. In the least. It's outdoors and it's a stadium, you're right. There hasn't not been cases, but it has. there hasn't been massive outbreaks. You're right. You know what I mean? I know a couple of Kansas City Chief games, they told people you should quarantine for two weeks. Um, there, you know, there's, you know, the contact tracing, there were cases. But 
the real culprit actually is bars. And I know people don't want to hear it. I know, you know people make a like going to bars and they, you know, they make money in bars, et cetera. But bars are the big culprit and people's homes, like family get togethers and parties and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like uh, big get togethers in a small space. You think, oh, it's okay. It's my uncle or I know the people and stuff, but no one's immune to this, right? No, no one's immune to it. But you're right. There hasn't been that massive outbreak. And, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm not one of these people that, you know, says, oh, open everything up. It's ridiculous. But at the same point in time, it's important to the people of Buffalo. Let, like you said, let 12,000 people in, 15,000, whatever the hell. You know that 12,000 members of Bill, Bill's Mafia would sound like 100,000 people. Paul McCurt's on the other side. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Don't think of us as a place to just hear sports talk. Think of us more as an all-you-can-listen buffet of live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. Honey, I've got some bad news for you. Oh, no, Marge, I'm waiting for the new XFL season. Who will win this year's million-dollar game? Who? is for extreme. There is no XFL this year. The league folded. Who told you? Last year's MVP. He sweeps up toenails at the beauty parlor. You know what's crazy with the NBA starting tomorrow? Like normally we'd be like, I can't believe the NBA's back. It's NBA tip-off, but it's been 64 days. (laughs) So it's like, and, and listen, I love the NBA as much as anybody, really. I really do. And we're going to jump in starting tomorrow, I guess. You know, starting the NBA's here. We'll give you our thoughts on the games. I mean, we're kind of coming in cold here once again. Strange turnaround. Everything is strange. But if you're a sports fan, listen, the pandemic sucks. Um, it's terrible. But if you're a sports fan, man, there's quite the smorgasbord right now of sports, especially coming up. We'll get into uh, the National Hockey League situation in a minute here with George Kurtz from Sports Grid joining us. Drew Martin from Sports Memo will join me in uh, level three. We'll get uh, into some bowl talk and college football talk with Drew Martin. Uh, but uh, George Kurtz is a Cowboy fan. And don't look now, but the Pokes have won two games in a row. Just blowing your draft picks uh, right now. But you got a big game against uh, Philadelphia. A um, recharged Philadelphia Eagle football team with Jalen Hurts at the quarterback uh, position. And listen, Jalen's really provided that spark. Carson Wentz is just, you know, he doesn't read defense as well. He doesn't have any confidence. He takes sacks that he doesn't have to. Um, He can't, he doesn't throw the ball to a receiver unless the receiver is wide open. And, you know, he just fundamentally has a lot of flaws, Carson Wentz. And is everything that happened to the Eagles Carson Wentz's fault? No. But we see there's obviously a big difference with Jalen Hurts running the show uh, with Philadelphia's offense, George. Oh, yeah. I love Doug Peterson after the game yesterday. Well, uh, we'll announce who our starting quarterback is going to be against Dallas uh, tomorrow. Yeah, like there was any chance in hell it was going to be back to Carson Wentz. I mean, come on. I don't know how stupid these coaches think we are. Uh, Jalen Hurts has given them a spark. 
you know, this man is powerful. He's a, he's a power lifter. So to, tackling him down low is not easy. He's not going to go down easy. He's built like a tank, and he's throwing the ball very well. This is not some running quarterback who can't throw. He's throwing the ball well. Yes, he makes mistakes. He fumbled the ball three times yesterday. I believe he had six yeah. sacks. So he's that's the problem. Uh, that's his only problem. problem. But you just said it. You know, people don't realize that about him. And I, everything you just said is true. Bang on. And, not, like, people wonder, can he throw? Check. Number one, he can throw bombs, too. He's got a strong arm. Like, this kid, like, got, he can throw fastballs. Number two, accuracy. He's pretty good. You know what I mean? Like, he'll throw a ball. And uh, Baldy did a great video yesterday on Twitter at Breakdown. Just he said, look at Carson Wentz, where he eats the ball because no one's open. And he goes, look at Jalen Hurts, who basically throws the ball to where the receiver can make a play, right? Like, you know, in quarterbacks, E.J. Manuel used to do that. E.J. Manuel was great if somebody was wide open. E.J. Manuel could throw a bullet and boom, hey, you're wide open. The second there was traffic, he's like, oh, my God, what do I do? Where do I throw it? And Carson Wentz falls into that trap. I think it was the level of competition that he played against, too. You know, wasn't very good at North Dakota. That's what you get. You can't take a player from North, North Dakota State first overall, bro. There's a reason why it doesn't happen, George. You know what I mean? There's a reason why. But So the Cowboys have won two in a row. I just think it's it's physically, mathematically impossible, sort of like uh, like gravity. Like, I, you know, if you drop something, you don't need to see it fall to know that it fell. I don't believe that the Dallas Cowboys can win three games in a row. <laughs> well, I mean, I know I really should be talking about this here in New York because Jets have their own issues, but not losing correctly. But Dallas can't even lose correctly. I mean, come on. Why are you, why are you starting to win now for? I get you beat Cincinnati. All right, fine. They're terrible. Although the Steelers would say the opposite. Uh, you beat the 49ers. All right. They played crappy, too. Also, when the Cowboys' defense is getting turnovers. Like, uh, now? Really now? You know, it's just like, oh. Uh, uh, the funny thing about this game on Sunday is uh, the Cowboys and Eagles, by the way, will know if they have anything to play for before the game starts. Washington plays at one. They play Carolina. They win the game. Well, this Dallas Philadelphia game means nothing. You know, it's over for those two. Only the Giants can catch Washington. If the yeah. uh, if Washington loses, well, then the game does mean something. The problem with the Cowboys is this. As you said, I don't think they're winning Sunday no matter what. I don't, I, I don't think they can control Hurts whatsoever. But even if they do, let's say the Cowboys beat Philadelphia, Washington loses – Washington plays Philly week 17, Philly would have nothing to play for. Yeah, so I don't know how much they'd be up for that game to beat Washington. Maybe they would because Hurts is going to play again, and, you know, we'll see what's happening there. But, uh, I mean, the Cowboys, don't even, they don't deserve to make the playoffs. They play crappy all year long. All this has done is just solidify that McCarthy's going to come back next year. And he was coming back anyway because Jones would yeah. never admit he made a mistake. But that, that's all this has done here. So, yay, they'll, they'll win six games. Yippee! <laughs> George Kurtz kicking it with us. So the NBA set to tip off uh, tomorrow, uh, and the National Hockey League sort of quietly announced over the weekend that they're officially coming back on January the 13th. So there's a lot to unpack here, though, guys, um, as far as, like, the format, and they've really changed things. And I like some of it, and I don't like some of it, uh, George. So we'll get your take here, but let's just get people caught up to date with the situation the NHL players uh, will be coming back on January the 13th. Training camps will open up on January the 3rd. There's no preseason, guys. They're just they're just starting the season. <laughs> There's no preseason. Um, training camps open up January the 3rd. But if you were a team, 
that did not make the playoffs last year, you're allowed to open up on uh, December the 31st. Ottawa, Anaheim, Los Angeles, Detroit, Buffalo, New Jersey, and San Jose. This is where things get interesting, guys. Due to travel restrictions due to coronavirus um, in Canada and the United States, Canada is a little bit tougher with coronavirus, and um, they basically don't want players just coming in and out of the country um, all the time. So the NHL and Bettman considered, and they said, you know what, maybe we'll just put all the Canadian teams in a hub. And they said, there's no way in hell that's happening. You know what I mean, George? There's one thing to play the playoffs in a hub for eight weeks or something, but you know, you're not taking seven Canadian teams and putting them in one city and expecting them to play the entire season there. So I tell you what, Canadian hockey fans like couldn't be more excited about the Canadian division. And what's your take as a as a hardcore hockey fan of of an all Canadian division, uh, George? I kind of like it. I kind of like it. I, I like what the, what's going on here. Once again, same thing with baseball, football, basketball, whatever. I'm okay for whatever gets us through the season in a COVID year, right? Hopefully everything is back to normal next season. But I kind of like this Canadian division. Now it's far from done because what? Right now uh, they don't want the Canadian teams even – they don't want Toronto traveling to Ottawa or Ottawa traveling to Vancouver to play them. So this is not a sure thing here. The NHL is still negotiating with the Canadian government or the, the provinces that get permission for the teams to travel. Right? That's not Vancouver a problem. just got that... permission to practice. Yeah, that you know, I know, but you're right. That there, but that that that'll get all uh, that'll all get uh, ironed out when when it's all said and done. But as you stated, there's there's unique situations. But guys, it's kind of detailed here. So listen, the NHL has four new divisions this year, highlighted by an all Canadian division um, due to the border restrictions that are put in place uh, right now. Regular season play is entirely intradivisional. All right, entirely intradivisional. Teams are going to play their uh, their rivals eight times. The Canadian division, they're going to play each other nine times. 56-game um, schedule instead of the usual 82. This is where it gets interesting. The top four teams in each division will qualify for the playoffs with teams playing within the division for the first two rounds. That's what I'm not really in love with. So you're going to play the same teams over and over all year. And and then you're going to play the same teams again in the playoffs. I get it. You know, they're going to hate each other by the end of this. But that's, you know, that's one of the little mini problems I think there is. I think they should have mixed it up once they got to the playoffs. What's your opinion on that, George? Oh, I agree. I mean, after a while, we're going to get tired of seeing, uh, you know, the Lightning play the Panthers. 18 times in a season. I mean, that's going to get annoying after a while. So I, I agree with you. We'll, we'll like some rivalries because like, there will be hatred. There will be some hatred here. If the Islanders and Rangers could have a, play, a playoff series, there will be some hatred there. It'd be fun, right? So I would, uh, some rivalries I'll like, but others were like, oh, again? Really? They just played. Oh, you've heard the schedule. Some teams are going to play each other three games, <laughs> like a baseball series. They're going to play each other not, not three days in There's a row. There's one instance? Travel. Four. Four, four games. games in yeah, one instance. Yeah. Yeah. So sort of like, yeah, they want to minimize travel guys as much as they can. So like, basically I you know expect like the Montreal Canadians will play at Toronto on Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> you know what I mean? It'll be like back to back in Toronto 
And then, you know, later in the week, they'll do a back-to-back in Montreal. Like, they're really going to try to limit travel as much as they can. But let's look at some of these divisions. So, dude, so it's called the North Division. Calgary, Edmonton, Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto, Vancouver, and Winnipeg. Only four teams get in, man. Right? Like, that's going to be a bloodbath, bro. (laughs) And what about your New York Islanders? Will you guys get in? So the East. Boston, Buffalo, New Jersey, Islanders, Rangers, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington. So who are the automatics, the four out of that division, George? Philadelphia, Philadelphia, yes. Pittsburgh, yes. I don't want to say Washington aren't that bad yet. They're not that old yet to write them off. Washington's better than Pittsburgh. I think yeah, the so Rangers are coming what, on. I mean, so that is going to be yeah, then you got the Rangers, Islanders, Devils, and Sabres battling for that other spot. And maybe Pittsburgh's in a dogfight. Pittsburgh and Washington aren't what they used to be. Boston's got some injury problems, right? Uh, Marshawn is just starting to skate now. He'll miss a couple, maybe a couple of weeks. Pasternak, we don't know when he's coming back. They both undergo went surgery, but it's unlikely either one's available for opening night. Pasternak a little bit further behind than Marshawn. In a season with only 56 games, if they were to miss a third of the season, Boston could be in trouble here. So that, we're going to see that. We heard today that Kucherov had a shot in his hip. If that shot doesn't work, Kucherov is going to undergo hip surgery. He could be out a while. We have and Stars have it. Seguin had surgery. Somebody else had, uh, had surgery. I mean, there's a lot of injuries that are going to impact this season because we, this is not a marathon anymore in the NHL. It's a sprint. You can have a lot of close games here. That's the only thing I dislike about what's going to happen here. You mentioned earlier, Gabe. Ten game, you have ten day training camp. The Angels always had a small training camp, usually about three weeks. But that's because the players during the off season were playing in all the tournaments, the Canada Cup, you know, playing yeah. in Europe, or wherever they're playing. They were playing hockey the whole time. I don't know if you know if some of these players are working out right now due to what's going on. I think we're going to see a truckload of injuries this year. I mean, forget about COVID. COVID doesn't add to that. But I think we see a quads, hamstrings, yeah, calf yeah. injuries, groin. I think we're going to have a lot of problems this year, and that's going to determine a lot of these playoff spots. No, you're right. You're right. And I think I think from a betting standpoint, I think this is an angle I'm going to look at, two guys with the NBA, is teams that did not make the playoffs last year. They're not as beat up as some of these other teams. If you've got other than some of these playoff teams, they're like, are you kidding me? You want me to go 100% again? Like, you know, what, for the next six months now? Right? Like, they're going to ease into this thing. There's no way, like, coaches, some of these veteran coaches in the NHL, they're not getting their players killed in the first weekend of the season. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? They're going to say, dude, we haven't even played a preseason. We've, we've had, like, three practices. All right, more with Kurtz on the other side. A couple more minutes with George here. Since you were a little kid, you've always loved sports. So have we. One of us. One of us. One of us. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We're everywhere. Radio, the internet, TV, satellite, and our mobile app. We make it easy. Like, real easy. In fact, if you're not listening, it's you. It's always you. Slacker. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network.
George Kurtz kicking to us a couple of more minutes. We appreciate his time, Matt. Just flew by here tonight, uh, George. Took my mind off the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, money uh, that we lost uh, here this evening. Can't wait for the start of the National Hockey League. So, yeah, these divisions, man, real good stuff. Boston, Buffalo, New Jersey, the Islanders, the Rangers, the Flyers, the Penguins, and the Caps. Only one of them, uh, only four of them get in. And what's interesting, too, with the way that the playoff format is, with the first two, the first two um, playoff rounds being interdivision, essentially, essentially, it's going to like guarantee a Canadian team into the semifinals, uh, essentially, which you know never happens. <laughs> so it takes like a takes a uh, a crazy format for that to happen. But you know what, George, you're actually right, and you're on top of things. You're right, because I just sort of assumed that the Canadian government, you know, that it's hockey and they'll do, they're just going to shut up and roll over. But they don't like they're very difficult, the Canadian government, with everybody about everything. Right. Like the the hub, the NHL want to have the hub in Vancouver and Vancouver shut it down. They're like, nah, no, nah, we don't want to do this. And I don't get it politically. Personally, I think it's bad optics. I think it's bad politics. Uh, there's so much money at stake. Hotel workers, restaurants still. Uh, yes, there's a virus, people, but it doesn't mean that we all shut our blinds and cower for the rest of our lives. All right? I mean, let's let's figure this out. But, man, I'm, I'm fired up for this. The Western Division, Anaheim, Arizona, Colorado, L.A., Minnesota, San Jose, and St. Louis. The crappiest division by far, George. Carolina, Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Detroit, Florida, Nashville, Tampa Bay. Yeah, Tampa, Tampa should walk all over that division, assuming Kucherov players. And they said, once again, he may be out a while, which they're sort of waiting on to see if, how that shot works. I don't know what the shot was. I assume cortisone. That's generally what we see there. See if it calms things down. But you're right. Dallas has those injuries I mentioned. Seguin's out. They have other problems there. Uh, Bishop's out. That's who the other injury is. They're not going to play for quite a while. I mean, who's going to make Is Florida finally going to wake up? I don't think so. They don't even have a second line. Nashville, they've been disappointing forever. Detroit, terrible. Chicago. George Kurtz. Triple Blackhawks. Merry Christmas, Kurtz. Have a great holiday, Gabe. Live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. Sports Grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360. 